0: Welcome to ESG and Sustainability. Through this podcast series, we try to bring to our listeners some of the most challenging and thought-provoking issues surrounding the topics of ESG and sustainability from Asia-Pacific. We will also talk about some interesting topics that's outside the domain but related to ESG and sustainability as well. Stick with us as we work hard to bring actionable insights to our audience. For your information, this podcast is a production of Terra Link Research. All right, welcome to ESG. So, uh, today I have actually curated two news instead of three. Uh, so the first news, both news are about steel, which is, uh, I find that it's a very important topic when it comes to sustainability and ESG because. Uh, many of the as you as you know many of the waste and many of the carbon emission it comes from the building industry and the building industry uses a lot of steel a lot of cement and these are the components that actually contributed to uh, carbon emission so uh, I'll just start off with this uh, update about this EU uh, European Union's Green Deal so what they basically say so I'm going to start off with this European, uh, European Union's green deal and what they are updating about uh, using steel as packaging and then I'm going to talk about, uh, I'm going to give another update about BlueScope. BlueScope is this Australian uh, steel, steel firm and they have managed to achieve the, the certification from responsible steel. So I'll briefly talk about that in a while as well. So now back to this, uh, back to this uh, green deal by EU. What what they basically say is that I'm reading this news from the Parliament, which is a uh, which which is a magazine on politics, policy, and people. And what they have said is that according to this latest green deal, uh, they have this new circular economy action plan, and. Basically what it, it says is that this new objective to ensure that all packagings are reusable and recycle, recyclable in an economically, economically viable way by 2030. And some of the top people within this, uh, this, this association, they have actually explained that uh, one of the main challenges for the EU in, in reducing the amount of recyclable waste going to landfill is primarily due to packaging, and what uh, one of the outcomes from the meeting, right, is uh, they feel that steel packaging is something that uh, a lot of people should look forward to because basically when you use steel packaging, you can reuse steel, there's a perception that you can reuse steel permanently, which is quite true because after using steel, you can. Uh, you can reclaim the steel, and then you can remote remote it into uh, other types of material. Just like how in the past, people actually harvest uh, uh, steel from uh, utensils, right? and make it into other types of uh, equipment. The same thing, you can reuse it. And what they are saying is that um, instead of uh, instead of you know, like if you are going to use steel packaging. Many many of it is gonna end, end up in household residual waste and a lot of them go to the landfill. So this residual 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 waste right is then incinerated and then go it then it goes to the landfill. And what it wants to do is that before you incinerate and go to the landfill, they should look at ways go upstream and go upstream to look at possible ways of reusing and recycling the steel within the waste before. Uh, putting the, the entire waste into incineration thereby reducing amount of waste that is going into landfill. So basically that's about it. And the next one that I want to talk about is uh, Blue, Scope. Blue Scope is this company uh, that's from Australia and they specialize in producing steel and now they announced that they have achieved responsible steel certif- certification. And interestingly, right when I read this news, there, there was no mention of it being one of the pioneers to to the foundation of this responsible responsible steel certification. Which means that Blue, Blue scope actually played a critical role in creating. This responsible steel certification so in a way you can say that um, they well but but to be honest BlueScope has worked on creating this certification for more than 10 years about 10 years and they first awarded they awarded uh, this, this certification right which is a sort of like a ESG rating system it's a sort of like an ESG certification but it focuses on the steel producers and for the past 10 years right they have worked on the criteria and worked on attracting members to the association currently uh, if I remember correctly they have members from France primarily from France, uh, Germany I think I think UK as well, but mostly from Germany. One of their top members is actually ArcelorMittal, and ArcelorMittal was actually one of the first few to obtain this responsible steel certification. And Bluescope now recently also obtained this responsible steel certification, and there will be upcoming uh, companies who will be qualifying for this this certification as well. They are mainly from Spain and um, mainly from Germany and mainly branches from Asselon Motel. But when I looked through the member list right, I I noted that there weren't many Chinese companies. It's mainly from France, Spain and so on and Australia of course. And if you look at the top 10 uh, producers of steel, actually many of them are from China. So this is a very, very interesting trend and apart from this, right, uh, you know, there's a lot of ESG certifications and rating system that's popping up every now and then for the past two years. And my thought is that uh, this type of general ESG certification, right, it will not continue to proliferate as... Before, I, I think that uh, as time goes on, each of the industry will eventually come up with their own ESG certification and rating system. For example, the plumbing industry, the cement industry, and the steel in the industry. Because prior to ESG certification, right, each of this industry has its own uh, sort of like authority body or governing body or a certification body as well. So these certification bodies, right, they are in danger of being obsolete if some ESG rating system takes over all industry. So they too will transform and adopt ESG standard just like what uh, Responsible Steel has done. Responsible Steel certification is purely just for the steel producers, just for the steel industry. And what they have done is they have integrated ESG criteria into their certification and that makes it uh, good enough to to an ESG rating for their particular industry. So all these bodies, right, all these associations, they are in danger of being obsolete if, I was saying that if let's say this uh, number ESG rating takes over, so in an attempt to be relevant to their respective industry. All these governing governing bodies, right, with their previous certification, they, they will integrate all these ESG criteria. So as time goes by, uh, I foresee that the, the 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 attraction of being certified under GRI SASB uh, will will be uh, will be trending downwards in the future. If they cannot expand fast enough if they cannot expand their influence fast enough then all these governing bodies will take over and in addition to all these industry association bodies right we also have the governments who are observing the, the trend as well i mean if you come to think about it right why would governments want the associate the industries within their country to be governed by rating system or a certification from another country or from some another continent because a certification or a standard or a guideline or or an award by the government is an attempt, it's a channel, it's a platform for the government to shape how the industry will transform mid-short to long term. So let's say if I And every country has its own specific uh, vision of how their economy should turn out to be. For example, maybe, you know, uh, Afghanistan or, well, maybe North Korea wants, doesn't want their steel to be green. They want it to be, you know, to have some other types of attributes as well. So why would they want the, the certification or ESG rating from Moody's or from GRI to to influence how that the, the industry the, the industry within the country should should shape. So eventually, the governments, right? They also have a specific public agencies that oversee certain industry. For example, uh, you have the Ministry of Finance that many countries have, and for the Ministry of Finance, right? Uh, they have the they oversee the central bank. They work with the central bank and from there, right, I foresee that they will come up with their own ESG rating, ESG certifications for the banks that are operating operating within the precinct, within their country. And as time goes on, right, the appeal of being uh, certified under GRI, let's say for example it could be any other kind of certification i'm just using gri as an example uh it will trend downwards and banks that want to operate in that particular country right they have to adhere to the guidelines that's set by the government if they don't like green bonds then you have to follow if you want to operate in that region so uh, so governments The governments wouldn't want to lose control. I mean, it it isn't exactly about control, but it's just that each country has their own needs and demands of how their industry should be shaped in order to serve the economy that they want. So all these certifications, all this rating system is precisely the tools in addition to consultation and so on, right? To fines, to penalties, to rewards, So all this certification is one of the tools that government can utilize to shape their industry. This will eventually take over whatever ESG rating that other countries are promoting, even the ones from USA. Like, you know, after COP26, right? U.S. also came up with its own ESG rating, ESG certification instead of using the ones that are that are being promoted, that being that being uh, that has uh, surfaced in Europe, EU. So this is this is one of the trend. So I foresee that this trend is going to take place everywhere. Hong Kong is going to have its own ESG rating for different types of industry, and I think a general. ESG rating is also not very wise because if you were to uh, understand right every industry has its own has its own uh, uh, thing you know that whereby there are certain things that they can do certain things that they can't do and if you were to have a blanket rating for all industries is going to be very uh, it could it could do more harm than good. I don't know, but it, there's a possibility that it could do more harm than good. And but uh, if you have and the thing is, if you have a rating from Europe, which is which is predominantly a colder region, the global north, which is predominantly colder, so your environmental conditions on the environment, the environmental impact on the labels on the operations of the factories right is going to be vastly different from what you are going to experience in the global south global south meaning that uh, you know uh, countries that are situated in uh, the subtropicals and the tropical region because those places is going to be is going to be predominantly predominantly hotter than the north so you are going to have uh, a lot more greenery going to have a lot more sunshine throughout the year, you're going to most probably you're going to have high humidity as well. So all this will have impact on the environmental conditions and will eventually impact the operations as well. So the best authority, the best body to govern a specific industry I feel is always the one, the industry association that has or the public agency that has always been overseeing that particular industry the finance ministry of finance the central bank overseeing the banks in that particular region uh the building construction authority the particular region is the is in the best position to regulate the the real estate developers and the contractors because they know exactly how the, the climate is going to affect the operations on site they know everything about it so they all they have to do is to just integrate the ESG criteria into their their current certification, their current guidelines, and that basically would serve best for that particular industry, whatever industry it may be. So this is one thing to consider, and which is why, which is why, um, which is why this blue scope right is also is also one the first not first, but one of the many that has begun this trend. The steel industry, they have decided to integrate ESG criteria for their certification and the steel companies who are, you know, been, been with the industry body for so long, right? They hang out in the same network. You know, when they go for conference, it, it doesn't... The conference, pap- the papers that are being presented in the conference is very important. But equally important is um, the network that you you are always used to. You know when people go to conference, they hang out with the same people. They eat, they wine and dine with the same people. After that, you know maybe they arrange for some golf games with the same people as well. So they value that network. So if so, when the indus when they ha, when the when the companies are given a choice, as in. Should I take up a certification from GRI, or should I take up a certif- certification from the the industry body that has been directly done us? If I were to choose either uh, one of them, right, I'll definitely I'll definitely stick to uh, the one that uh, I'm used to. But of course, if I don't have to choose, right, then okay, maybe I can just take certification but when it comes down to choosing i'll definitely definitely choose the one that i'm used to the network uh choose the one that all my network is already inside so yeah so this is what i feel and basically uh that's the end of my update for today and i hope you enjoy your day and have a good rest or take care of yourself during this pandemic i'll see you in the next episode Hey people, thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please remember to subscribe to my channel. And also, please like, rate, or comment on my podcast to let me know what else you'd like to hear. As usual, stay safe and healthy, and see you in the next episode. Bye people!